2: Zone Radio TV. For more information on the Exxon Radio TV show with yours truly, Rob McConnell visit tv.com or www.exontvchannel.com or simultv.com and xzbn.net.
1: Welcome to the Imagine More Success radio show with Cindy and Thomas. The Imagine More Success radio show is a hot new all about you show with successful entrepreneurs and business experts who are sharing their stories and powerful takeaways while providing you the tips, tools, and tactics to help you thrive. Every single week, we have our guests provide you with a free gift and our hosts for the Imagine More Success radio show are the best-selling author, Cindy Hendricks, who is a certified business consultant, and me, Thomas Hyde, a certified world-class public speaking coach. Be sure to check out imaginemoresuccess.net if you'd like to listen to some past episodes. And feel free to check out our website, findhiddenmoney.com, to find the inner wealth of your life and how to get it. Today, we have a very interesting, very personal show. Uh, We're going to be interviewing our host, Cindy Hendricks, who has just published a new book of hers. The book is entitled Me, Harvey, and Al's. Me, Harvey, and Owls is a story of how Cindy has kept her husband Harvey, who has Alzheimer's, coherent for over a decade. Just as a little word about how wide-reaching Alzheimer's is, um, nearly one in 10 Americans have Alzheimer's. It's considered to be the largest disease when it comes to affecting people monetarily. It is one of the end-of-life diseases that requires the most care. It also requires the the most funds for a family in order to provide care for someone with Alzheimer's. In fact, it's estimated that by 2050, costs associated with dementia and Alzheimer's could be as much as $1.1 trillion dollars. The global cost of Alzheimer's and dementia is estimated to be $605 billion, which is equivalent to 1% of the entire world's gross domestic product. And while we think about these gigantic terms, uh, these gigantic numbers, when it comes to money and and the tremendous amounts of money that these things require, the cost that Alzheimer's pays for the individual is beyond measure. It's beyond something that can be measured by numbers. What Alzheimer's does to families, loved ones, caregivers is tremendous. And today, we're here to offer a tremendous solution to some of the biggest problems that face people, not only who have Alzheimer's, but the people who are their caregivers, the people who love people who are affected by Alzheimer's, as well as bringing solutions for people who will eventually face Alzheimer's as a part of their reality in their family as well. Today, I'm really pleased to welcome Cindy Hendricks, who is here every single week with us. Today, she's acting as our guest. Cindy, we're so excited to hear more about me, Harvey, and Alza to explore a lot of the topics that you have uh, written about in the book. Thank you so much for coming on today.
0: Well, as you know, it is a pleasure to be here with you on our show because I love helping people with just about everything, especially in business typically. But t- today, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm pulling back the curtain, as it were, and sharing some very personal information because as you know, know Thomas, I'm a very private person who just happens to be a very public person
1: <laughs> it's funny how that works
0: <laughs> I know I know and I've been out there since I was a teenager in the business world but uh, um, when you work as much as I do there's not that much time for sharing personal because there isn't much personal right <laughs> and that's my choice because my work isn't really work but with that said I am just So pleased to be able to share what I can because people who have met my husband, Harvey, ask me all the time, what are you doing? Because he's so coherent. You know, they start by asking, does he know me? And I'm like, are you kidding me? He knows too much.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's hilarious. And what
0: what blew me away uh, a few years ago when I was going to a conference, I think about three years ago, and this would be diagnosed year seven. Alzheimer's I told him the night before I was getting up at 3 o'clock in the morning to catch a 6 a.m. flight to go to Dallas from California for a conference so when I got up at 3 he asked me if I wanted him to come with me to the airport since it was the middle of the night to Dallas for my flight oh wow and I thought oh my god how does he remember that and then just last week he said this is year 10 right now into the disease and he said I know I'm not supposed to remember this honey but and he went on to tell me something that we had talked about the night before again but this time he knew he wasn't supposed to remember it wow (laughs) which I just started laughing and said honey how do you do that and so of course I know because I'm the one giving him all the nutritionals and the things that are helping him but which is why I'm sharing this and uh if 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 you get the book you'll read the story of what really really moved me to write it because i was doing some volunteer work for about eight years i was actually doing a workshop for homeless women and one of the women in the group that i was working told us that she had gotten alzheimer's and i said well i'd be happy to share what i've learned um, working with my husband and um... she never asked and About a year later, she called me on the phone, and she could barely form a sentence. Oh, wow. And I felt so guilty that I hadn't reached out to her. And I told her, I said, you know, I think I know what you're asking, and I will call your cousin and ask her if she would like to relay the information I have to you and your husband. And that's what I did. And then I thought, geez, if I'd had this book written, I could have just given her a copy, you know? Yes. So there you have it. That was my driver. And so I had to come out of the, you know, private arena and uh, open up and share all that I've learned. In fact, I stopped telling people that my husband had Alzheimer's because I always got the sad face and, oh, my gosh, you know. And as you know, Thomas, in business, you don't really have time to deal with all that because business is a very fast-paced world. So uh, I purposely stopped telling people because I didn't really look at it as a sad thing. I looked at it as, you know, I've gotten notice that I have all this time to have with my husband where so many other people don't get any notice.
1: That is very true.
0: Car accident, uh, you know, cancer, they're gone in six months and a host of other things going on in the world that, you know, with all the shootings we've had, you just never know when your time is up, and I've had all these wonderful years that I've had to take the time and spend and talk and be that some people never have. But, you know, I'm kind of a half full kind of glass gal, and that's where that comes from.
1: That really makes a big difference. And, you know, we talk about sometimes how life well life is happening for us, not to us. And I think that, you know, you've made that transition where you don't feel like Alzheimer's is something that's affecting your family in the worst of ways. It's something that you're dealing with. But what's grown out of it is your ability to help not just yourself and Harvey, but to also help other people by sharing your story. Again, a very personal story about how you've been able to keep him coherent for over a decade, which for anyone who's unaware that that is a tremendous level of success when dealing with either just dementia or with Alzheimer's.
0: Well, and today I'm going to share some tips on what I feel are the most important things that you need to know to be able to do that for your loved one or to share with someone that you may know that's going through this struggle. Because I was at a meeting um, last month for the ALS organization and some very high level people were there. And I learned that just in California, they said that 25% of the population will have a form of Alzheimer's, because there are several, in the next, um, what, five years, in 2025. It's, so. it's a
1: crazy statistic, and that's why this today's show is so very important. Well, because, and the other thing, go because ahead. people are, are going to be affected by it, even if you're not affected by it right now, today. It is, there is someone, it's highly likely that someone you know, someone you love, someone you care about will be afflicted by it. So getting the information now, today, finding the places to start healing yourself and to work on so, or or to help someone who already has has been diagnosed is so very important. The earlier you start, the better the result.
0: Well, and the thing is, is that I don't have anyone in my family with dementia, and so and and Alzheimer's is a form of dementia, and so I had zero experience and knowledge about the disease. So I had a learning curve immediately when he was diagnosed. And I knew that his mother had the disease, but I really didn't think about it. You know, who thinks about things like that?
1: <laughs> At know, the time, yeah. I didn't. Yeah, it's not something that would necessarily come into uh, into play. It's not something you consider or factor in. And I think that that's the experience that a lot of people have when it comes to these, desi- to these overwhelmingly, I guess, devastating diagnoses. They, they're really... They're so upsetting that they also throw you for a tremendous emotional loop. And from a highly emotional place like that, I know it has to be difficult to buckle down and find solutions.
0: Well, and as you know, Thomas, that is my mantra for everything is that uh, a business consultant or a coach's job is to find solutions and to help people overcome. Right.
1: Yes. In our next segment, we're going to continue with that thought. We're going to start talking about the Me, Harvey, and Al's book, which is full of solutions to help you if you are the caregiver or if you're someone who has been diagnosed with Alzheimer's. This is a great starting point for you to give you some of the information as to what is happening and what you can do about it. So do please stay tuned. If you want to listen to some past episodes of the Imagine More Success radio show, do go to imaginemoresuccess.net where you can find access to some of the great shows that we've done recently with Sandra D. Robinson, Siobhan Nicolau, and Robert Plank. And if you want to learn more about yourself, go to findhiddenmoney.com where you can learn about the inner wealth that's inside of you. Please stay tuned.
4: Yeah.
0: Guys, you'll never guess what my psychic guru just told me. To Simultv.com.
4: SIMULTV.com
0: Exactly. Are you guys psychic too? Of course.
4: We all know about SIMULTV.com. SIMULTV.com, Simultv.com.
3: Path Home Shamanic Art School proudly presents The Gathering of Shaman 2019 Fall Retreat Manifestation Salon. Join me, Certified Shamanic Instructor Gwilda Weyeka, in the magnificent Colorado Mountains this November 2nd and 3rd for a life-changing event. Participate in unique teachings and ceremonies that will put the power and magic of shamanic manifestation into your hands. Sit in circle with like-minded individuals, sharing group energy and the power it generates. Classes will be held in a facility next to the beautiful, majestic Arkansas River, further empowering the experience. Space is limited, so reserve your spot today. For more information, visit FindYourPathHome.com or email TouchIn at FindYourPathHome.com.
1: Welcome back to the Imagine More Success radio show with Cindy and Thomas. We've been having a really great show today. Today, we're focusing on a book that Cindy has written and just published very recently, Me, Harvey, and Owls. It's the story of how Cindy kept her husband, who has Alzheimer's disease, coherent for over a decade. Within the book, there's plenty of step-by-step how-tos on how to deal with the daily occurrences of life as a caregiver, as well as for someone who has Alzheimer's, there's also many significant solutions on how to deal with some of the biggest problems associated with the disease and all that that entails. Cindy, your impetus to to write the book was outlined in the previous segment when you talked about how you had encountered this lady, and then uh, after talking to her just a year later, she had fallen victim to some of the worst symptoms that Alzheimer's offers. Uh, Now that the book is written, what is it that you hope is possible for people who find this book?
0: Well, I would have loved to have had this book when I first got the diagnosis with Harvey, that he had the disease because it would have, you know, streamlined everything for me. And like I said, I'm a solutions person. So I look at everything with the disease as I have with coaching and with consulting and came up with some really, really good and easy solutions so that I could continue. In fact, I've written 12 books now while the disease.
1: It's incredible. Absolutely yes. incredible.
0: So this is book 11 and the quick start emergency disaster guide is book number 12. And so I really think the number one thing that I can share is to understand that as a caregiver, you are the number one person who knows the most information about your loved one. Nobody knows more than you do. Even the doctors, the other caregivers, the nurses, and so on. You're the one. And I think sometimes medical people tend to make people feel inferior to them because of their education and background. And, you know, your job is to be the advocate for your loved one. And you need to keep that first and foremost in your mind while you're going through the process. And I have a story to share about that and how it actually made such a huge difference for keeping my husband in the the mental shape that he's in today.
1: Let me ask you a quick question before you jump to that story, Cindy. Tell me a little bit about how the amount of observation has to change once you find out that someone has been diagnosed with Alzheimer's.
0: Well, some of the things that we take for granted as we go through our day can't be taken for granted once you have a diagnosis of any of the dementias or particularly the Alzheimer's dementia. And the reason I say that is because once I learned about the disease, I remember a lot of the things that were going on before that I didn't even know were symptoms.
1: Let's talk about that. Let's, while we haven't outlined um, Alzheimer's disease in particular, we're making an assumption that everyone that's listening knows what it is. Take a few minutes and you talk to us specifically about the very specific symptoms that it presents.
0: Well, I'm sure everybody has an idea of what dementia is, where, you know, the mind just isn't what it once was, and people become forgetful and kind of kind of lose it. And so with Alzheimer's, um, they take a, a scan of the brain, and the central part of the brain isn't there anymore because of the amyloid buildup. It just is gone, and so there's no question if somebody has it once they get that scan
1: and the the symptoms that are experienced by the person with Alzheimer's is because it's a degenerative and progressive disease it starts off with memory loss eventually compromised thinking skills which eventually results in an inability to care for yourself and eventually there's also behavioral and personality changes that happen as well
0: Um, well the one thing that I noticed um, that I remembered after the fact was coping skills, and I just thought, "Hey, we're all getting older, and you know he's not coping as well as he once did." But that's definitely one of the things that you can notice when someone is struggling with um, just coping with anything in life, and it can be something really easy, and then they just can't seem to deal with it the way that they had previously.
1: Oh, that makes perfect sense. Hmm and obviously well not obviously but apparently with alzheimer's disease there's no one test correct that that shows everything it's a multi uh, dimensional group of testing right that
0: well to be honest with you the verbal test that the doctor did for harvey i said well why would these questions be important when they weren't important to him before the disease ah <laughs> uh. And so I think they were in the beginning of this avalanche of diagnosing uh, people this past decade that they maybe have figured out by now that those questions don't work. Because, you know, if it wasn't important to you 10 years ago, then it's not going to be important today if you remembered it or if you didn't.
1: That makes perfect sense.
0: I think the test should be where they ask questions to the loved one or the caregiver Because if someone had asked me the appropriate questions, I would have said, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, I I didn't I didn't realize that Mm because I have no experience with this disease. And so one of the other things I noticed was um, Harvey had a tough time with directions. Well, he was never good with directions before. (laughs) (laughs) So I didn't realize that, you know, since he was getting worse at it, that that was another clue. Got it. And and I've always been great because I had to drive 50,000 miles a year all over the place with my work with just, you know, a Thomas guide and my instincts and yes. a map because, you know, in those days there were no cell phones. There were no,
1: uh, no GPS.
0: You were the GPS.
1: <laughs> right. You were your own GPS. I remember those days. Exactly. Well, it, uh, <laughs> you know. I want you to go back to that story, so let, let's talk about it in terms of like a timeline. So you had found out that, that Harvey had been diagnosed with Alzheimer's disease, and then you had already begun working with a doctor who's a specialist in the field, and you had an encounter which I think actually helped you make a big leap as far as being able to help Harvey in a better way. Tell us about that encounter with the doctor.
0: Well, first I want to share how I decided to take him in for the test. Because we were at a timeshare with friends, and we had two timeshares, and we just had a great dinner, and Harvey was tired and wanted to come to our timeshare, which was one building away, and I said, I'm going to finish my wine and have a cup of coffee, and I'll be right along. So when I went to our timeshare, there was no Harvey. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. thank God for cell phones. I called him, and I said, where the heck are you? And he said, well, I couldn't find my way to our timeshare, so I'm down at the pool. And, you know, it's 10 o'clock at night, so I'm wandering down to the pool. And thank God I got him, and we went back. And that night, I knew our time would be very different from then on, because I knew something was very wrong. I mean, this is a man who's worked all over the country and in Alaska and been all over the world. So to not be able to find his way one building away... I knew something was very wrong, and so, yes, and so after I got the diagnosis, I found the best doctor in the land who teaches other doctors about Alzheimer's, and his credentials are a full page long, Wow! and so every time we went in there, he would make really extensive notes, and I thought it odd at the time, and so... I told him, I said, Harvey's energy is like really low. He falls asleep all afternoon and this and that. And his blood pressure has been pretty low. And so I went through that like two or three visits. And then I had a fit. And I said, his blood pressure today was 60 over 90. Do you think you could make a change today?
1: (laughs) 90 over 60, yeah.
0: I was really upset and so he he shook his head and he goes well i'll check it myself because his ego is probably the size of the city we live in (laughs) so when he checked it it was even lower so finally he made a change so then the next thing was cholesterol and i had read articles that said cholesterol was not good for the brain and so i'd asked him a couple times and he wouldn't change it so i called my sister-in-law who's a nurse and i said you know He needs to have this changed, and I'm going to change it myself, but I wanted to talk to you about it first. And she goes, yeah, do it. So I read where you have to start weaning them off a a cholesterol med, and that's what I did. So then I finally continued to ask, and he said, well, I think it's time that we could uh, take this med away. And so he says, well, we have to wean him off of it. And I said, well, he's only taking a half of one every three days, and he started yelling at me you can't be changing his medication. And I yelled right back and I said, and you don't work fast enough. (laughs) And so so that was the day I decided Harvey was going to start coming to my internist instead of this, you know, doctor who knows all and doesn't know that much.
1: (laughs) And a big part of, of any sort of journey when it comes to taking care of anyone or taking care of even in the client-coach uh, you know, client relationship or client-consultant relationship, there has to be listening on the part of both sides. And when you find that that's not necessarily involved in the process, it's probably time to move on because it's the number one key to getting progress and making progress. In the next segment, when we come back, we're going to discuss some of the meat and potatoes of the Me, Harvey, and Owls book written by Cindy Hendricks. As she's chronicling her journey, journey, keeping her husband coherent for over a decade, we've got some tremendous content for you for this really, really informative show that affects so many people all over the country and all over the world. Please stay tuned to the Imagine More Success radio show.
2: exxon radio tv for more information on the exxon radio tv show with yours truly rob mcconnell visit www.exxonradiotv.com or www.exxonetvchannel.com or simultv.com and xzbn.net Until next we meet here in the X-Zone from our broadcast centre and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Always remember, X-Zone Nation, keep your eyes to the sky and your heart in the light.
1: Welcome back to the Imagine More Success radio show with Cindy and Thomas. In our previous segment, we've been spending time with Cindy Hendricks today, who is our regular co-host, who's just published her book, Me, Harvey, and Owls. It's a story of her decade-long journey with her husband having Alzheimer's and how she's been able to keep him coherent during that 10-year period. Cindy, there's some tremendous results that you've had in helping Harvey. I want In this segment, I really want us to get down to some of the really important how-to's And I know that the book is filled with information. I've had the pleasure of reading it and going through it and working with you on a lot of these concepts and topics and asking questions of you. Take a few minutes and and tell us what some of the most important parts of helping your loved one with Alzheimer's is.
0: Well, to revisit where we just were with the uh, top doc in the land and he wouldn't listen. And I think even even more important than he wouldn't listen was he wouldn't process the information and react in a timely manner. Mm. And I'm convinced if I had stayed with him and let him continue to allow Harvey to go downhill, Harvey would be dead by now.
1: <clears throat> wow.
0: Because what happens is, you know, the body tends to go too. And then when the body is on its way, then there's all kinds of other things that are not happening as they should be, and and then the the person's just gone. And it took me too long to find him to let him go that easily. So, again, (laughs) we have to be our best advocate for our loved ones. And it's just not even Alzheimer's. It's whatever is going on with our loved ones. Those of us who are, you know, the the caregiver, partner, parent, or whatever – we have to be the ones who are looking out for them in a way that maybe the medical people aren't.
1: I can completely see that. I mean, you've spent a lot of time in observation, making notes, keeping an eye on Harvey, seeing how he reacts to medications, nutraceuticals, uh, food choices, all of these things. And, you know, you found right it's not really a static process it's something that's fluid and i see you learning about new things every single week
0: well that's the secret is you have to continue it's a learning curve and and for those of you who don't know thomas well thomas missed his calling because he should have been a naturopath (laughs) (laughs) i've gotten a lot of great info from thomas as well in fact we were just talking about the uh MCT oil that I give Harvey every day because it's really helping him with his balance and a a whole host of other things. So check it out. MCT oil online and uh, just get it.
1: Yeah, you know, it's not just for entrepreneurs who are busy trying to make their brains uh, more efficient while they're working 18 hour days drinking bulletproof coffee. (laughs) Apparently it has some really great health benefits for, for people who have dementia as well.
0: Yes, and so some of the other things uh, in the book are, you know, I put my business skills to work to figure out how can I manage being a caregiver and a supervisor and at home, and managing my business as well. <clears throat> so I came up with all kinds of cool ways to make it streamline, and they're all in the book. In fact, I have some forms in the Quick Start emergency disaster guide <clears throat> for those who like to be organized and be able to maximize their time so they have time to do either, you know, self-care or work a business or a job even.
1: You know what, let's take a moment and talk a little bit about that. This is actually a, a, a standalone book, which is actually a partner or a companion book to the Me, Harvey and Owl's book. Uh, this quick start guide has some really tremendous information in it. And it's a, it's a quick way to get kind of get your ducks in a row, especially in the beginning when you are dealing with all the emotions of finding out that your loved one has been affected by Alzheimer's and gives you an idea of what's going to be happening and what you need to do within the moment. One thing that I really enjoyed about it as well is that it's actually very timely because as we're recording this radio show, there's literally multiple fires all over California and Cindy actually lives uh, just outside of Sacramento. And because of these fires, the first thing I thought of when they first, or even a couple of years ago when there were all these fires, what is Cindy going to do with Harvey and all of this equipment? That's necessary, all the things that are needed. And she already had a plan of course, in place. And this is something she's sharing in the quick start guide, which I think it has tremendous value can really help to put you at ease as well.
0: Well, you know, as a, a traveling uh, business consultant, I've always had a bag packed for decades because I had to travel every day, <clears throat> even yeah. when I worked at corporate America. And so that was the easy part. And, you know, I have a bag packed for Harvey as well and things in the car that just live there. But there were so many things when I started researching what you really should take with you. I thought, man, I need to have a guide for this too. So I started and extended the uh, binder that I have at home with all the information in it for the house, the people in it and for Harvey. And then I also have um, this new quick start guide, which I made it like a workbook where people can just write in it to put the information they need and they can either put that in a binder with all the other paperwork they have of their personal things like the insurance and their other personal information that they would need if they had to be away from home for three days or three months or whatever, because that's what happens when there are emergencies. And this past year, it's been really frightening all over the United States and world, really, with, you know, I think there was like a month where things were happening coast to coast here with flooding and hurricanes and um, fires and heat, so really pretty scary.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of significant challenges for not just the, the people who are actually aff- afflicted with Alzheimer's, but also the caregivers, Mag- just massive challenges. Cindy, in your work that you've done with your husband Harvey, you spent a lot of time helping him with nutraceuticals. I know in your book you talk about how important it is to cut down inflammation in his in his brain and systemic inflammation throughout the body. Take a moment and tell us about his diet as well as some of the nutraceuticals that you use with him?
0: Well, Harvey had a family history of diabetes. And so I started working on that with him like 15, 20 years ago. And he was on meds when he was diagnosed because if you don't know what your A1C number is, you need to find out because that's like a three month take on where your blood sugar's been for the three months. And it ranges you know, I think the sweet spot's around 6.5. And so when Harvey went over that 15 years ago, they put him on medication. Well, I am a firm believer that if you can find a way to get your body under control without the use of prescription drugs, then your body is going to be a lot healthier. So I changed his diet immediately, and he was off those drugs after three months. Well, once he was diagnosed with Alzheimer's and his um, activity slowed down, um, it became necessary for him to get on to two more medications for the diabetes. And what I learned was they consider Alzheimer's as type 3 diabetes, which was pretty fascinating. So diet is really important, not only for, you know, your health, but for trying to offset the dimensions
1: and you do spend time obviously cooking for harvey utilizing clean whole foods staying away from processed foods kind of like a best practices when it comes to diet
0: yes and to limit the carbs and try to get good carbs and high fiber bread and things like that so that you know he's getting a lot of good nutrition without any of the you know processed or or the high carbs that you know none of us need to be eating, but the other thing is, is uh, if I had one thing to pick for people to do for themselves today, and this is just for everybody because it's such a magnificent uh, supplement, it's a product called Curamed, C-U-R-A, capital M-E-D, and I get the 750 milligrams. And it's uh, turmeric. And I call it turmeric on steroids because taking one of these little babies is the same as taking 10 little turmeric capsules. Wow. Because you can't eat enough turmeric to make that big of a difference. And if you read about this product, it really helps with the five major diseases, including uh, Alzheimer's, dementia. And so what I believe it does, it goes into the brain and cleans up some of the amyloid plaques that create and drive the Alzheimer's. Now, I know I give him at least a dozen nutritionals, but that is probably the most important one that makes the biggest difference, and I believe it has been one of the big factors besides the other things I've been doing with him that has kept his brain intact.
1: I can really see that. It's a really excellent product. In fact, it's something that I've utilized as well since you told me about it because it helps to protect cells from oxidative stress, free radicals. It's got a really, really high uh, ORAC value. um, Well, and those are
0: the extra bonuses because I got it just for the brain and then you get all this other inflammation. It helps fight the inflammation in a big way.
1: And you've spent a lot of time researching and creating uh, systems for for helping cut down on, on these major markers of Alzheimer's. We're going to talk more about those in our next segment. Uh, when we return, we're going to hear more from Cindy Hendricks, who's just published the book, Me, Harvey, and Owls, which is how she's kept her husband, Harvey, coherent for over a decade. And if you want to check out some of our past episodes, you can go to Success.net where you can hear from some of our previous guests, including the soap opera star turned equine assistant and care therapist Sandra D. Robinson as well as Robert Plank the internet marketer and Siobhan Nicolau known as the Sword of Truth and tons of other fun and interesting guests who are on the way in just the next couple of weeks do stick a tune to the Imagine More Success radio show
4: free video on demand worldwide and more does this sound like tomorrow's television well it is but you can have it today right now it is simul tv simul tv offers what the others only wish they could provide fifteen exclusive channels like exxon sci-fi and horror we are worldwide no other provider offers that five hundred built-in video games no need to have an extra expensive system we have them included
1: Welcome back to the Imagine More Success Radio Show with Cindy and Thomas. Previously, we've been talking to Cindy, who is our usual co-host, who, about her new book called Me, Harvey, and Owls, which is the story of how she is able to how she has been able to keep her husband Harvey coherent for over a decade as he's been afflicted by the Alzheimer's disease. In our previous segment, we've been talking about some of the how-to's on how to help the person that you know who has Alzheimer's disease. So some of the other nutraceuticals that have been highly touted that also have done tremendous work for you and Harvey, in addition to CuraMed, which we mentioned earlier, what other things do you utilize that seem to really make a difference?
0: Well, one of the things I want to comment on before we leave the CuraMed is that when I started walking into a room and wondered why I went into the room what I wanted to get, I thought, oh, my God. (laughs) Hmm. And so I started taking CuraMed. And you know, that went away like in a couple of days because I've been blessed with this really fast mind and I really don't want to lose any of it. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So back to your question, I think one of the big things is that people don't realize that vitamin D is a hormone. Now, this is a funny story. I was doing, uh, uh, one of those jeopardy quizzes in a networking group I belong to. And, uh, the chiro- and I had created this, and my question was, true or false, vitamin D is a hormone. And the chiropractor answered the question, no. And I said, well, I'm sorry, but it is it is a hormone. <laughs> I felt really bad. <laughs> but funny. I'm sure he thought, well, she doesn't know what the hell she's talking about. And so last week, Dr. Oz confirmed it was a hormone. And I thought, there's my validation right there. Because I had read it. But I hadn't heard a medical doctor announce it, that it was like Dr. Austin. did.
1: Yeah, that's, that's been, uh, I guess, a distinction that's only been created or, or made very recently, maybe the last 10 years or so.
0: Well, I think people just found out all the different things that vitamin D affects if you're low in it, besides just the sun thing, you know. Nice. Um, with the, the sun, if you don't get enough sun, you get a vitamin D deficiency, And so that's why I first started taking it. And then I since have found out that it has so many other things involved. Now, one of the other supplements I want to share is magnesium. Now, one of the other afflictions my husband had was a restless leg syndrome. A lot of people have um, struggled with that one. And there's not really any good recommendations that I've heard of, except maybe quinine, which a lot of people can't take or don't want to don't
1: tolerate. Yeah.
0: Uh-huh. And so, um, I discovered that if I gave my husband magnesium in the pill form, that his restless leg syndrome was gone. So if any of you out there have it, um, either take the tablets or, uh, Thomas turned me on to the, uh, flakes That you can buy at most good health food stores, and you do a foot soak.
1: Yeah, magnesium chloride flakes, which helps to get um, magnesium into your system transdermally. Um, You can do that. Um, Epsom salts are available as well, but with Epsom salts or magnesium sulfate, they have a tendency to not have them get the most bang for your buck with the magnesium. With the magnesium chloride flakes, you have better absorption and retention really great way to do that. When you're taking them uh, orally, using the other forms that are chelated are the best way. Magnesium oxide and magnesium chloride uh, as pill form are not highly effective. The ones that are more effective, magnesium glycinate, orotate, taurate, gluconate, those have uh, better efficacy rates and also better absorption.
0: Okay, listeners, you see what I'm talking about with Thomas becoming a naturopath?
1: Oh, some of my friends here, that little segment, they're going to have to tease me about that, about the magnesium for sure.
0: I was serious. It's kind of funny. Yeah. Yes. And so the other thing I wanted to share was that Thomas is right that I continue to research every week all different kinds of things. And he gave me another tip on another product um, a while back. And I just found something to try. And I'm the guinea pig, so I try it first and then I give it to my husband. And so glutathione is one of them.
1: Uh, glutathione, yes.
0: Glutathione. And then the other one I just found, um, and I just started testing it this week. So if you want to know more about the new stuff, I started a Facebook page called, called Sanity with Alzheimer's. And I'll be posting what I find out post-book, anything new that I've discovered, because we've got to get a handle on this disease because I know the researchers are working really hard to try to find answers, but as with all things in medicine, they're not working fast enough and they the trials take too darn long.
1: Well, we've actually talked about this in previous episodes with um, business people on the show as well. When it comes to um, so many discoveries and creations and ideas, those things are often happening at the cottage level industry and then a corporation will take that idea or that concept and they'll replicate it and distribute it. But sometimes the ma- massive breakthroughs take place um, you know, with people actually trying something themselves and trying to make their own discoveries. And that is, that is true when it comes to the automotive industry. It's true that when it comes to software, so many things that you see – the original creative ideas around them were made by individuals who were tinkerers or tinkering. And you know, there's a safe way that you can be tinkering as well where you can do things that are best practices and getting rid of things that are extraordinarily har- harmful and adding things that are helpful. And that's, you know, that's where a lot, of these, uh, a lot of these treatments and therapies end up coming from and how they eventually become distributed through the masses, to the masses.
0: Yes. One of the last things that I want to share is how you can stay organized and get things done so that you don't spend all your time in the kitchen preparing healthy food. So I bought uh, seven of those three-section Tupperwares that you can put the, pla- the, the Tupperware cover on top. And they're you know just the size of a sandwich or a little bigger, and you just can stack them. In the refrigerator so right now there are seven lunches in my refrigerator ready to go
1: it's perfect you know this is a thing this is an overwhelming or can be an overwhelming um, addition to your family to have someone who in your family a loved one be diagnosed with Alzheimer's the ability for the caregiver to not only care for the person who has Alzheimer's but to create enough time in their day to be able to to take care of themselves is vitally important. Every time I think about someone finding out that one of their loved ones has been afflicted by a a tremendous disease like this, the first thing I think of is that idea of, oh my God, they're like the parent and the child flying in the airplane and the oxygen masks come on. And the first thing they want to do is put the oxygen mask on the child. But what they have to do first is to put on their own oxygen mask so that then they can attend to the child.
0: Well, and you know, that has to do with the courses that you and I just created, Thomas, because the caregiver in any situation doesn't take enough time to do self-care, and part of what we've created is, you know, the most important thing for any human, in my opinion, is self-esteem and self-confidence. Well, there's a whole list of things in our first course, nine modules. But those are the two most important because they're the drivers of everything.
1: Yes, having the self-esteem and the self-confidence to be able to face what can seem like an overwhelming diagnosis, an overwhelming potential future is something that you need in spades. You need tons of self-esteem. You need tons of self-confidence to be able to take on and to not take it on by yourself. But to admit that you need some help to find a team and to create a team of people who can help you and to also take the time to take care of yourself because as a caregiver you can only give what you have in excess you cannot give all of yourself to taking care of someone else if you're not being taken care of
0: yes we have to keep our own cup full before we can give to others And especially when you're working with someone who has no filter any longer and where your patience has to be at a very high level so that you can handle whatever happens because every day is a new challenge. Every day you have to find new solutions. And so that's why I'm giving this book and all my personal stuff (laughs) for everybody to read. Yes.
1: Yes. and. The other thing that's really important is for you to figure out all of the different techniques that are listed in Cindy's book and what will eventually be a course as well, which I think will really help a lot more people because we'll be able to add to it. And also you'll have access to videos that you can go back to and reference. And uh, with that, you're going to get a lot of the information that you need for really setting long term goals for your loved one's health because a long-term goal, Cindy, please speak to that.
0: Well, you don't get there without some kind of a path. And you want to be on the right path, especially since there is a time-sensitive thing happening to your loved one. And the quicker you can get on board with what you need, just even on a daily basis, the more time you're going to have to just even pay attention to what's going on for your loved one. And there's so many forms and ideas. I even have recipes in there of how you make a lot of food and store it so you don't have to work every day getting just the basics done.
1: Some very delicious recipes. Cindy, thank you you so much for joining us today. Talking about your book, Me, Harvey, and Owls, do check it out meharveyandowls.com. You can learn so much from her book as well as her quick start guide, and there will be a course that will be on the way as well. We want to thank you for listening today and we want to encourage you to go to imaginemoresuccess.net where you can listen to previous episodes and go to the website Find Hidden Money so that you can learn about goal setting and goal attainment as well as how to increase your self-esteem and your self-confidence. We want to remind you to always realize your dreams and to imagine more success.